It is the Daily Autism Radio Show all across these great radio stations on the Gulf Coast of Florida and streaming beyond all across the globe, worldwide. That's how we're doing Daily Autism now, worldwide. Uh, appreciate you all hanging out with us. Uh, we really do. Uh, it is Mark and Melissa, autism parents of coming up on three years for official diagnosis for our son, Cal. He is our fifth child. Uh, he just turned six. Yep, he was diagnosed this month. Yep, this month. So we're coming up on the, th- it's three years, right? Yep. Yep. Three I don't know why I can't keep track of all of these dates and times and numbers and everything. It just gets, it's a lot, man. It's a I lot. Re- I remember it all. You do. <laughs> You're like the vault of, of autism information. Um, you, you have all the data. It's uh, it's good. Uh, so a packed show today. We are going to have on Tracy Slepsevic, the Warrior Mom. She wrote the book Warrior Mom, which you can get at warriormom.org. It is a mother's journey in healing her son with autism. Fantastic book. We were lucky to be one of the first to read it in the world. Um, and really a guidebook for parents as you as you start to navigate these, th- these waters of an autism diagnosis, which can be very tricky, very challenging, frustrating, stressful, all the words really. Um, but she provides some great resources and I think just a really open and authentic roadmap of what she did with her son, Noah. Um, who I should say just graduated high school, just got his driver's license, is attending college, and just turned 18. So yeah, that's very inspiring. Very inspiring, and it really it really gives you a sense of hope. Um, and you know, I know I think we use the word we overuse the word hope, you know, because I think just humans do. But sometimes you just need it. <laughs> you need something to hope for. You I know? agree. Like it's okay, and and I know it's kind of a. It's kind of a weird, like gushy, mushy word, like hope. What are you ho- exactly hoping for? But you got to have that feeling of like, I can get somewhere, somewhere good, somewhere positive. So um, we're going to have Tracy on here in just about uh, 30 minutes or so. Talk about the, the book a little bit. Talk about these uh, latest studies in probiotics and gut health. And also, she has created the first ever Autism Health Summit, which is coming in February. And um, we'll get details on, on how you can get there, get tickets, great resource for parents to get together in person. Uh, and it's at an awesome resort in San Antonio. So, you know, why not, right? Yeah, so many, it looks great. So many good reasons to get to the Autism Health Summit. We'll um, check in with that uh, coming up shortly. Check in with Tracy. Uh, I, I wanted to start, you know, it's funny, you, you can reach to uh, out to us at dailyautism.com. That is our, our platform online, which we are active uh, nearly 24-7, you know, whether it's uh, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, our LinkedIn channels, our podcast platforms, our, our newsletters, um, our autism hotline. But, you know, there's been some interesting uh, conversations this week regarding autism and, and parents which we really try to be a resource for parents uh, of autism. One of the things that came up on on TikTok, which is really, there's been some good conversation, good debate. Um, and it, sometimes I'm like, okay, why are we even talking about this? But so many people are talking about it. Do you say child with autism or autistic child? And does one bother you more than the other? No, it doesn't bother me. I don't have time to be bothered. <laughs> But I would say, what was it, child with autism? Yeah. Yeah, I have a child with autism. Yeah. I, you know, it's it's interesting. So some people are saying like, and I'm just, I was reading this off of the, uh, the, the thread here of this conversation, of the video post, and it's like, you don't want to say somebody with, and this is just some people, you don't want to say somebody with autism or a child with autism, because it sounds like the autism is part of them. And I'm like, well, they were diagnosed. 
right? And then other people say, well, don't say autistic because somebody made a good point. It's like, well, if you get the flu, you're not fluistic, right? So it, it's just so... It's, well, I do say he's autistic. I, I, I think we I think we use both, and I say we, like everybody, we interchange them, and we don't even realize it. The doctors say both. They, they usually started out saying with autism, but then sometimes they'll say if somebody is autistic. But when they're speaking about your child, I've noticed they say with autism. Yeah, I mean, our kids say he has autism. Right. Yeah, that's what they say to their friends. Yeah, somebody made an interesting point, and they said, well, what if your child has just more than autism? And then they, you say special needs or on the spectrum. And yeah, I mean, it's I, I think there's this political politically correct movement out there. It's it, it's a small movement, but, you know, those people can be very loud. People who are angry about words can be very loud. Right. And I think that there's that movement of like, don't say this, but there's no real good reason why. And, you know, it's funny. We I started off the video post of going, you know how I really feel about this? Special needs parents or parents with autism or parents with autistic children, because you have to, you know, say, yeah, you, we're tired, stressed out. It's challenging. Like, we really don't get into it. Like, we don't really think about it. I don't even think about it when I say it. I will on social media because I know somebody's going to say something. But honestly, do the words really matter? No, they don't. Yeah. Now, if you're 30 years old and, and you've been diagnosed and you're at a level of functioning where one bothers you over the other, that's fine. You can feel that way. I, I support that 100%. You know, where I, where I dive in on it is let's not allow your opinions to become a parent's reality. You know, telling right. a parent you shouldn't say this about your child. It's like, well, so now your opinion has to become a reality. Well, I that's like a dictator. That's I too much. I feel like a lot of the people that are mad about it or loud about it don't even know about it. They autism. don't even know. A lot of them don't yeah. know about it. Yeah. Especially the, the, the more severe, uh, lower functioning um, autism. You know, it's it's. You know, we've said it before, gosh, if one day Cal can hold a phone and get upset about something he sees and express his emotion civilly, you know, uh, that's a win. We would love that. You know, so when I see people expressing their emotions and and being thoughtful and articulate, I'm like, well, this is great. I'm glad that you could, you're able to, to do this. And, and it's great. I mean, it doesn't mean we have to agree, you know, but I'm glad that this is how it's working out. Yeah. And I do have a lot of hope for Cal. So hopefully hope. one, we just one talked day, about hope. I know. Hopefully yeah. one day when he is functioning enough, he can say autism is a part of me. You know, I am autistic and autism is a part of me. Like I, he, I see people writing, well, autism doesn't define you and that's fine, but autism is still a part of him. You I know, and I, I think, know. I don't think that he, I think if he's functioning enough, I think he should be proud of how far he's come. Yeah. It's an interesting conversation because you, I don't ever really understand when a parent says autism does not define them. And I'm like, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't even, I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means. Like I, I, I'm, I don't know what it means. What, what is one thing that would ever define your kid? Right. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. What uh, defines me? Uh, what defines you? I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it means. I mean, it, it's. But I, people do say that all the time. All the time. And I'm just going, I think we're getting a little, we're getting into semantics here. Like, I, 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 I think we're really starting to, to say things that we don't even know what we're saying. <laughs> like, I mean, I am proud of who he is and who he, what he tries to do every day. I don't know what that means. Uh, what is a definition of that or not a definition of that? You know, somebody wrote in one of our, our social video feeds, and I thought it was great. Hey, 
just be respectful of my kid and you can call him whatever you want, however right. you want to describe it. And I just thought that was really well said. You know, there's a lot of these programs now, though, and they push they push these narratives of what you can and can't say. And I think I feel bad for the parents who are tired and challenged and they sort of they sort of start questioning themselves like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say this. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Is this bothering other people? No, you have a child that needs you. You worry about you and your child. Exactly. And, and if you want to say and describe your child as something because it feels good for you or you think it's right for you and your child, well, you do that. Right. And that's cool. And somebody made a great point. They're like, well, my my doctor says that my child has autism and I'm just going to go ahead and trust my doctor. And I, that's great, too. Yeah. I think that's solid as well. Well, it goes back to the puzzle piece. I mean, I got the puzzle piece after Cal was diagnosed yeah. on a tattoo on my wrist and I was like, this is our journey with autism. I didn't know what that meant, but I'm proud to have it on my wrist, you know, and it's if someone asks, what is this? I tell them why. Yeah. And some people, but there was some people that were mad about the puzzle piece. They get mad about the puzzle piece. Yeah. And so, again, it goes back to for some reason, your opinion now has to become our reality. Well, that sounds a little that sounds a little aggressive, doesn't it? Right. Anything you think we have to just fall in line with you. That's a little aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. No I agree. No most most um, people that have special needs kids are have no interest no in any interest. of this conversation. It, it's it's a very small but loud, you know, small and loud usually is anger. That's what it's 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 fueled by. It's a right. small group of people, but they're very loud and they're angry. And and you know, give them credit. A lot of them have some endurance for what they're doing. They keep going and going and going. But the reality is, yeah, we just it, it, there's not a lot of time for that. You know, I say all the time. I think the puzzle thing's kind of cool. And also, Cal likes puzzles. There was a part, there was a moment he liked puzzles, where he would yeah. kind of do puzzles and stuff. So, what's wrong with that? I mean, well, they our, say our spectrum, likes, so everyone's a piece of the puzzle, you right? Know? Well, now there's a new symbol where you're. It is kind of more of a spectrum, and so you're just a part of this long spectrum, and that's supposed to be a little more. Um, welcoming instead of these little pieces that you're missing of the puzzle, and so that's where kind of the debate came in. Um, you know, and we're just not a part of the debate. We'll have the conversation, but I'm sort of just like, I, I, I'm really happy when every family can do what they want to do without some loud mouth coming out and screaming at you. Yeah, it's yeah. too negative for me. Last thing, honestly, if you really have compassion, the last thing that the special needs families need are people screaming about them, about a logo, a color of a puzzle piece, autism versus autistic. This people, we don't need it. We don't need it. No, it's I, too much. It's too much, and it's it really is kind of embarrassing, <laughs> to be honest. But I wanted to have the conversation because the conversation is being had all over the place, so it was important to at least um, to talk about. Again, dailyautism.com is how you can connect to our social channels. Uh, we would love to, to meet with you there, conversate with you there, and all of that good stuff, whether it's Facebook, TikTok, or any of our other social media. Uh, feeds. Uh, real quick, I want to mention and thank the original Krabby Bills, Indian Rocks Beach, Florida. They are one of our community partners. This is a fantastic organization, fantastic group of restaurants. Um, there are more than just the original Krabby Bills on Indian Rocks Beach, but that happens to be our favorite. Let's just call it what it is. They, yep. They've been doing this for over 40 years, so you know they're the best, and they actually just won an award from the uh, Tampa Bay Association of Newspapers. Best seafood and best uh, dining experience at the beach. So, And this week has been the oyster week and I had raw oysters. 
Yes, until the 6th, until August the 6th. Whenever you're getting this radio show or listening to the podcast, original Krabby Bill's Indian Rocks Beach, I know one of the specials is the dollar oysters. Yes, um, raw oysters, and then they have cooked oyster dishes five different ways. Yes, so um, live music every single day and um, a great happy hour, a great place for parents to get together. And we always tell special needs parents, try to try to have that moment to be social, live life, go on a date night. And our spot for that's the original Krabby Bill. So we, we appreciate their partnership. Um, great people, and they do a lot of great service to the community. Um, so we appreciate that. But enjoy all that they have going on. As the summer starts to wind down a little bit, so you got to, you know, we're getting, as we get into August. It's almost school. It's almost time. Um, I wanted to bring up this story because I thought it was, th- th- by the way, this is the, I have not heard stories like this with autism. This usually is, is the other, this news story goes the other way. Before I get into it, it's a very positive story with a great ending. So I'll give you that right now. But have you, you've heard the debates and, and I think we've taken Cal out before and we've seen this of like special needs parents and technology and a lot of people say, you just can't give your kid an iPad and his headphones and just that'd be his life. You know, you hear, you hear people say that. They're right. very judgmental. Right. But what a lot of people don't understand is many children with autism, they get um, aspects of communication. Um, they, they feel things off of these digital screens. I mean, it, it is a big moment for them. Right. And you do have the judgment from the parents who are just like, yeah. You just can't, your kid can't live on technology. You know, the iPad can't raise your kid. But again, if, if you know what autism can be in many kids, you would know that, that they, they get a lot of their, their sensory information, you know, their education, their information from these digital devices. Yeah, it's a lot of learning. And, and I think it's a lot hard for a lot of them to um, have relationships so they feel connected on this device, you know. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about Cal. He's he's an old soul. He loves the old the old school cartoons. Yep. Um, old stuff. Tom and Jerry. Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. Pink Panther. Pink Panther. Curious George. Right. You know, so he really, you know, he enjoys watching for whatever reason the really old. He's not into the new modern uh, animations and stuff like that. It's the old stuff, which I just think is so cool. Like I and again, it's something I mean, we didn't say, hey, let's watch cartoons from the 50s like we didn't say that he found it and enjoyed it he found it and especially if you're in public um a lot of the kids get overstimulated so to have their device and have the headphones is important yeah and so this story here this news story kind of pushes back a little bit on some of that judgment that that people face special needs parents face um there's a, a kid in ohio i say kid he's 22 but he was diagnosed with autism at two years old it's a great story. And he was outside. This was a few years ago, but I just found the story. As with most of these really good, meaningful, hopeful stories, it doesn't get enough attention. So I wanted to give it a little attention. But he was outside and he started hearing these screams. Um, and he just knew that, that something w- w- was wrong. And he's nonverbal. So what he started to do, he couldn't tell where the screams were coming from. But what he started to do was he took video and pictures of his neighborhood posted the video and pictures on the local police Facebook page. And he wrote, police, we need police help, loud screams, big, scary people screams. That's what he wrote, okay? And with the video and the pictures. The police department, to their credit, are actively monitoring the Facebook page. They have somebody that 
you know, because it's important. I mean, people communicate via Facebook today. Right. So the police get this and they're looking at the videos and the pictures and they figure out the neighborhood because of what he was posting. He was clearly trying to tell them where he was. Wow. And then they saw the screaming and big, scary, screaming people. So they race over there. The police also hear the screaming when they get there. They find an 18-month-old girl drowning in her pool. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So they rescue her. She needs CPR. Oh, my gosh. She's taken to the hospital, and her life is saved. She's, she's perfect now. Everything's fine. Wow. And they didn't know at the time that this, this kid, this 22-year-old named Aaron, um, is autistic, has autism. <laughs> our prior conversation but um and so obviously they did a big thing for him his family and his mom and him were in the news and it was just great and so you know i i saw that story and i said well that is just great um you talk about usually it's it's so it's usually it's the child with autism that falls into a lake a river an ocean and needs to be rescued right here you have the child with autism doing the rescuing that's incredible. I, I thought it was just a cool story. Yeah. And, you know. And even to be nonverbal and be yeah. able to type that, you know. Uh, well, That's and what I, they learn from their devices, and, actually. And I thought, okay, doing the pictures in the video, that's going to give them a clear idea of where the screaming's coming from. I mean, I just thought that was brilliant. Yeah. You know, and, and geez, think about the family. Think about the family of the 18-month-old girl. I know. I mean, I'm just going to go out of limb and say, you're probably going to say, if you know, this kid, Aaron would maybe be the last person that you would guess would maybe save your daughter from dying, from drowning. Yeah. It's incredible. That's crazy. Yeah. So great story. But I wanted to, I wanted to highlight that. And again, we um, have that posted uh, on our social channels, which you can link to at dailyautism.com as well as get a bunch of our, uh, a bunch of our podcasts. So I just, uh, I just thought that was great. And again, it pushes back on, Oh, headphones and iPhones and iPads are all bad. They're all bad. Well, along with Aaron's, you know, kind of ingenuity and fast action, those digital devices connecting to a Facebook page, save that girl. Yeah. That's so amazing. What a great story. I've always said too, I think, you know, they're good. I hope they find the cure for cancer. It's going to, it's going to be on a screen. It's going to be people, you know, doing these digital, um, you know, overlays and, and all of this this research on screens. It's, 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 you can't just say, oh, a screen's bad. You know, just because just you didn't have one growing up doesn't mean it's bad. Right. You know, I didn't have one growing up, but it's I, I, there's a lot of positivity going on on the screens. Right. I you mean, know? it's how people connect. It's how the world's working, actually. I know. It's crazy. I, I mean, my dad is like, he's like, oh, these screens, my goodness. I mean, our whole life is on this screen, you know. Well, he also wants to avoid the internet and stuff, yeah, and now know, he's being forced to use it. I mean, now even getting a doctor's appointment, you have to download apps. I know. And well, we do everything about, online, even with the the kids with autism and all the all the appointments and the therapies and everything. I mean, it's it's online, and, and even that still needs to get better and quicker. You know, because there's a lot of that filling out all the portals and everything. But yeah, I think you know, I do agree with just because. Just because you didn't have one growing up and can't relate. I mean, listen, I also grew up camping every weekend, so I get it, and playing baseball and everything. That doesn't mean kids, they don't do that. It just means that there are other things that also have, that take up their time, but they're not all bad. Right. Some people use them for bad, but they're not all bad. Yeah. You know? Crazy. We also used to get in a lot of trouble going camping on the weekends, by the way. (laughs) 
you know, <laughs> yeah. we, we get into things we shouldn't get into by doing that with no iPad. So, um, we want to thank, uh, the lift Academy, one of our newest community sponsors, um, you can reach out to them at liftfl.org. They are a very impressive community organization. This Lift Academy, what they do, um, what they do for these kids is really, really incredible. Their new campus is opening in fall, so just a couple of weeks. Um, they were in Seminole. They've expanded. Uh, they've got a huge, beautiful, modern campus now uh, in Clearwater, and ninety-five, more than ninety-five percent of their students uh, are on scholarships. So if you have a child with special needs, neurodivergent kids, children with autism, I really would encourage you to reach out and research Lift, the Lift Academy. Again, liftfl.org. Um, they are actively now uh, accepting students for this school year again at their new campus in Clearwater. We've talked with them. We've, we've toured their facility. Um, just a neat place where neat things are happening. So I think it's uh, I think it's really cool. I think parents too, you know, especially kind of newly um, parents who have kids that are that are newly diagnosed are relatively. I mean, we were unaware of what's available education wise, um, and Lyft is certainly here on the Gulf Coast of Florida. Um, they're making a massive impact in this community. So I would really recommend reaching out. I also love their their real commitment to you know, to, to an anti-bullying environment, something we all worry about with, with our kids with special needs. Um, they are very committed towards that, very active uh, in working to that, to that environment. So that is Lyft in Clearwater, the new campus opening fall and um, accepting students. Again, uh, they will guide you through the scholarship uh, process if um, that is something you're interested in. Liftfl.org. Happy to have them along. Really, really, really cool organization. Speaking of back to school and, you know, in, in Florida, as we get towards the back to school period, we're also into now we're getting into more prime and peak hurricane storm season. And you and I were talking last night. We went out for a little date night. Right. Right. And we talked about evacuating for hurricanes, which we all have to think about um, and stocking up for hurricanes and storms. But, you know, when you have a child with autism, there are extra things you have to think about. You know, when we were here, you know, we were here with Irma and we were out of power for like a week. It's like seven, eight days. But Cal was a baby. He was five weeks old. Five weeks. So, you know, at five, it's, it's hard to say, but gosh, if you're going to have be out of seven to eight days, you almost would rather your child be five, six, seven weeks. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, I, I mean... It's uncomfortable for everybody, but at least it's there weren't all these expectations of how life is and that it's not like that anymore. You know, you're exactly. kind of new to the world. Um, I mean, it, it was our first hurricane, too. Y- yeah. Well, first one we had to really, yeah, pack up and get nervous about. Right. Yeah. Um, but child, children with special needs and evacuation of hurricane. And I bring this up, you know, because with the tax free holidays and, and a lot of people are back to school shopping and hurricane supplies and everything like that. You know, you really have to sit down, and this is one of those things, everybody says it, but I don't think a lot of people do it. It all starts with, you have to sit down and just write out. We don't have power for a week. Just write it out. What what would my special needs child, what would their reaction to that be? And you almost just have to write that out, right? And then once you see what's going on, then you write out, what are things I can have in place to alleviate everything I just wrote? Right. Right? Right. So Cal would need Play-Doh. 
And because we wouldn't have internet, he wouldn't have his iPad. So I would need a portable DVD player that runs on batteries. That is such a good one. I I mean, I got to tell you, when you said that the other day, I'm like, that is so good. Because if you don't have the internet, you don't have power. And sometimes you have power, not the internet. Right. You know what I mean? Because the internet, I remember that with Irma, when our power came back on, I think our internet was still a day or two behind um, because whatever damage they suffered, the internet provider. So you have to, you have to plan on long-term no internet. Yeah. And Cal's really big into therapy. So on his downtime, he has his iPad, you know, and if you don't have the internet or TV or show to watch, we would need a portable DVD player, which means you need DVDs too, just a couple DVDs. Um, but definitely Play-Doh and then his favorite snacks and foods and he, his food is a whole different thing by itself, you know? Right. Yeah. I think too, like the snacks, you're going to have to, the snacks are almost going to become more important than the regular food because I don't know that you're going to have the opportunity to make all the regular food as much as you did. Cause right. you have to conserve, you know, if you're out, so, so let's say you're doing a propane grill in the backyard or in their front yard, you know, you're going to want to kind of conserve that. And not, you know, use it all, three meals a day, depending on how much propane you have. But you're going to want to have extra snacks. Right. Um, but even for him, like he likes bath time and at bath time he uses shaving cream. So I would probably have shaving cream just for the sensory aspect that he could play. So I have something to do, you know? Yeah. So that's, yeah. So it's not just the food. It's the stuff. Right. The fun stuff, you know, that um, I think at one point we were so hot and tired with Irma you would just put the kids in the car and drive around because of the because we had air conditioning For in the, the car. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So another thing we were talking about last night was um, when babies are like newborns and parents are wondering how the baby's feeling. Like if if I always said like if I'm cold, the baby's cold. You know, mm-hmm. that's when I know how to layer the baby's clothes and everything. So it's the same thing with autism for me. Like if it's raining outside or it's cold outside, that's how I base off how I'm going to dress cows if how I'm feeling. So this just, so, and a lot of kids are nonverbal, so they can't tell you. They can't say I'm cold, I'm hot, you know? Right. So that just made me think of Irma um, when he was five weeks old and we were in the house for a couple of days without power and I started to feel bad. So I'm like, if I feel bad, this baby feels bad and we're getting a hotel. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I caved. Yeah. And that's always an option, um, usually, and hopefully that you could, you could get to a hotel um, if you need, you know, if, if you just need, I mean, we were. Yeah, at that point, we were six or seven days in. The house was about 100 degrees. Um, and I think we were just all spent, just just physically. I mean, I mean, really, it was just, I mean, emotionally, I think we were spent day one or two because you're just, you have so much fear and you're worried, you know. I mean, nothing was open. You couldn't get to a grocery store, you know, you couldn't get a cup of coffee anywhere. I mean, it was just. Well, I was going to say, I would definitely stock up on coffee. That's one thing that I didn't even realize that we needed, you know. Yeah, coffee and and then ice, right? You got to keep everything as cold as you can for as long as you can. And there's so many hacks that you can kind of research, you know. I mean, one of the better ones I heard was, you know, filling up your laundry machine with ice. You know, that's a big cold steel drum, so it'll keep things ice cold, and, and it's supposed to have water in it, so it's fine. As the ice melts, it can just drain out, and so that's fine. Yeah, um, so at that point in time, we had only been here less than a year, and it was really our first experience with noceums. Mm. So our house, we had, like, the doors open, and all these noceums were coming in. We oh, were getting bit, and we oh. had no idea really what it was until the air condition kicked on, and all of a sudden, there's, like, 50 little dots, no seams in the bathtub. Because as soon as the AC came on, it killed it all. They instantly died, yeah. But um, no seams don't um, bite baby skin. 
So he was not getting bit at all. Yeah. The, which is pretty incredible. Well, you know, babies, like they're immune to everything. Like they, they, you know, like a, like a little baby can't catch certain things. They're so strong. They have, they, they, that, well, that's the healthiest and strongest you ever are. When, yeah. when, you know, your first month or so, you just, everything is firing on all cylinders and you're just strong. And yeah, I mean, the, the, the bugs stay away from you. The viruses and the bacteria stuff stay away from you. I mean, it's just, it, it's incredible, but they I guess. Drink, in, what is it? Colostrum? Yep. Yeah, they yeah. drink that right away. They're getting all. The, I mean, they're getting the best of the best, right? You right. know, and 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 you've got a full, you've got a full body of brain cells. You know, you're just. I mean, you're fresh. Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> I want to go back. I want. Stop. Stop. I, I want to go back. Um, no, but definitely it is hurricane season and it's definitely stuff to think about. I mean, load up on the batteries, get a portable DVD player. Yeah, water. I mean, I, we overlook the water thing sometimes. You know, you're. Um, what was I reading? You know, that, the hot water heater, you know, you can pull water out of that. Um, that's, that's full of water, you know, so there's, there, there's a, there's a source there for water. Um, obviously nothing's better than probably just stocking up with tons of bottled water. Um, but, the, but again, the snacks and the little things, you know, for, for children who, who again, you know, have autism, whatever they're, you know, we talked about the electricity and stuff. So I, I think the DVD with, with plenty of batteries is great. Play-Doh, like we talked about coloring books. Um, and, and even certain fans like Cal, um, mm, this is a good one though. Well, you Cal gotta be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Cal doesn't just have autism. He has global developmental delay, which means he just turned six, but it's like he's three. So toddlers don't understand. You can't stick your finger inside a fan where the blades going because sure. your finger can get hurt, you know? So like a stand up fan that can just move back and forth that the blades are being covered, you yeah, know? Yeah, so the, those oscillating fans that have the covers, the guards on them, um, and basically a stand-up one, so hopefully that they, they can't reach. Because, you know, it's like that, we, you just forget. I mean, the, the, the overhead fans attached to your ceiling aren't going to work. Yeah. I mean, they're not coming on. And I don't know, you know, Irma, over a week without power, I, every time I'd walk into a room, I'd hit the light switch. And I go, God, what are you doing? Like, it's just, but you just, you can't have it, yeah. walk into the bathroom. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's dark out and they're like, nope, got to get the flashlight to go to the bathroom. Can't yeah. see anything in here, you know? So, uh, it's all of those things and, and it goes without saying, but you know, you got to say it. And the other part too, I think is important for this is in the last couple of years, Florida has just seen a boom of people move here. Most are totally inexperienced in hurricanes and tropical storms and just totally not prepared uh, if you've got a, uh, I mean, everybody should be prepared, but honestly, with, with, with a child with special needs, you really have to double down, triple down on this stuff. Um, you've got to get serious about it. And I know a lot of people up north, you know, you say your summer's is pretty much done at the end of August. Not here. Uh, we've had plenty of huge storms in September, October, and some in November. So um, we're kind of just getting into this right now. I think there's a there's a belief where the kids go back to school and there's no more hurricanes. No, do the research. There's more. <laughs> you know what it's, else I would get? Um, you know those like little turtles we had like when the kids were little and it, you press the button and it shows like stars in the sky. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. that runs off batteries, and I would get that because a lot of kids are afraid of the dark, and your house is going to be dark. You know, plus you're all boarded up. Yeah, headphones, and and I'll tell you this, uh, they may be different sleep headphones if you can so basically um headphones that aren't as you know if you do the ones just for the noise they tend to be a little like more heavy duty and i don't think that's comfortable to wear all the time but the reason why i say um kind of the more softer ones for at night is because of all the generators that are going on in the neighborhood 
Let me tell you, that hum of all those generators, it's loud. It's not really, I don't people call it the hum. It's not a hum. It's No, they're very loud. And then when your whole neighborhood is running on them, it's weird. When the power came on, I almost was like, oh, where's the hum? Yeah. It's, it's, it's very strange. So sleeping could be um, an issue if it already isn't with a child with autism, with all the generators going. So we throw that information out there just to just to make you aware. Yeah, that's uh, a good idea. Yeah. Tracy Slepsevic, the Warrior Mom, is going to be joining us here in just a couple of minutes. She has written the book, Warrior Mom, which you can get at warriormom.org. I'm going to talk to her about uh, a few things, including the latest research on the relationship of probiotics and the gut and autism. Uh, it's going to be a great conversation. She joins us every single month. First, I also want to thank the Fun Factory Sensory Gym, one of our newest sponsors. Great, great, fun organization. Uh, they have done over 48,000 installs nationwide of these sensory gyms. What they do is they really bring the outside, the fun outside, to an inside controlled environment for kids on the spectrum. Um, they do this for therapy centers. They do this for residential homes. They, this is a very remarkable organization. These people are hard workers. They've been featured on NBC before. But funfactorysensorygym.com is the website. They're all over social media. Love for you to check them out and see the great work that they do. And we appreciate their partnership uh, and really appreciate their work and dedication for the special needs community fun factory sensory gym really appreciate them also my salon suite in largo florida one of our community partners great great organization we're featuring uh, one of their stylists kim taylor she has a ton of experience um, and most of her experience there at my salon suite in largo services men and women specializes in a variety of color treatments and uh, even offers a free consultation. And with that, you will get a discount towards color. You can grab all of her information at dailyautism.com and message us if you need more about Kim. Thank you again, My Salon Suite in Largo. Also, one of our newest partners, we're going to have a lot more about them coming up in uh, August as the month moves on, is Technology North. You can get more about Technology North at technologynorth.net. A very inspiring organization in Canada that has really created a remarkable opportunity as children with autism get older um, to have some great career opportunities. And so we're going to have a lot more about them coming up. Technology North, we appreciate their new partnership. And again, technologynorth.net. Really fortunate to be adding such great community sponsors to the Daily Autism platform, where you can get us 24-7 online at dailyautism.com. That said, Tracy Slepsevic, the warrior mom, uh, has just joined us, so we're going to get to her in just a second. And again, we'd love to connect with you on all of our social medias, dailyautism.com, where we have some great conversations with great people, uh, parents of autism. All right. Tracy Slepsevic is here, the Warrior Mom. You can get her book, Warrior Mom, at warriormom.org. And Tracy, I wanted to start off with this just really wave of research about autism, the gut, probiotics, and everything that has to do with gut health and autism. There's a chain of events. There's a gut-brain connection. So your nervous system is actually connected from your gut to your brain. So anything that that is impacted in the gut is going to affect you neurologically. And when you get a lot of these kids that have 
um, asthma and allergies and all these different things or chronic ear infections. So Noah had chronic ear infections, which led for him to be on antibiotics and more antibiotics and more and more and more, which it, they destroy the gut. So um, antibiotics remove all good and bad bacteria, but you know, Western medicine doesn't tell you to replace that good bacteria. And what happens is it gets coated in yeast and yeast feeds on sugar and it makes you crave carbs and sugars and all these things that are so bad for you. And then you also have the um, Western diet, like um, processed foods, you know, um, non-organic all these different things. So you have pesticides that are messing up your gut, glyphosate. Oh my God, glyphosate's in everything. It's in, it's in fabrics, it's in foods, it's in your water, it's in your air, it's, it's horrible. So this affects the gut, all these different things. So you can have a genetic predisposition for anything. It's going to be an environmental factor that triggers it. You have several environmental factors all different kinds of things, uh, genetically modified foods. Um, I mean, I could sit here and go through the plethora of, of things that, that impact these children, um, in their bodies. So in turn, a lot of these things that we consume, which is like the food or the antibiotics will mess up the gut. And there has been a direct link and it didn't just come out. It's been out for a very long time um, between gastrointestinal um, like dysbiosis of the gut that affects the brain and affects them neurologically, which is why I tell parents, first and foremost, try the diet, clean up their diet. Don't feed that bad bacteria. And then also, you know, get a good um test for a lot of those underlying conditions. If you get a good stool sample um, to find out what's in the gut, is there any parasites? Is there any, you know, bad bacteria, um, yeast, all those things you can get from a comprehensive like stool panel. So that's very important to really find out. And then also way back in the day, people used to do a parasite cleanse. Um, but there's so many things, but there is definitely because of that nervous system, how it's, it's um, connected to the brain. It so much is, is happening with these kids. And that's why we're finding great results with kids that, that go on a very strict diet. And a lot of times we have to do that process of elimination as well. They can't just, you know, come to from a gluten-free, dairy-free. We have to find out what are their food allergies? What are they sensitive to? And, um, and then address those issues as well, because that in turn is causing a lot of inflammation. But I really tell people, if you want to do like an anti-inflammatory diet approach for your child, lean more towards like a whole 30 or a paleo approach, which is no gluten, no dairy, um, you know, no sugar and, you know, eliminating grains as well, because grains are so genetically modified. Um, but if they feel, you know, there are those more healthy grains, you know, you can find them like oats, like as long as they're gluten-free and they're, they're not genetically modified, that's good. Um, 
quinoa, brown rice, you know, all those things. But I, I would kind of just mull it. I would limit it to those. Um, but really, if you really want to reduce inflammation in the body and in the brain, because, you know, it's part of the body, um, is to really try like a paleo approach and try eliminating grains as well. Just eat real food. Know your farmers, know who, um, you know, raised the cattle and where it's been so that, you know, you know what it is you're feeding your family now. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, in 2023, we have to we have to say to people, eat real food. Like that's actually we, we actually need to say it because so much of what people are leaving the grocery store with uh, isn't real food. And I, I say grocery store. A lot of these grocery stores are now they're, they're basically they're big convenience stores is really what they've they've turned into. Um, when you look at what people are walking out with, um, that is really, really great insight on that. And you can get a ton more uh, in Tracy's book, Warrior Mom, which you can get on warriormom.org. And again, um, I really would recommend following Tracy on all on all the socials. I want to talk to because, you know, you, you, you've got the best selling book now, Warrior Mom, and kind of an extension of that is the Autism Health Summit, which you have designed and is now happening in early 2024. Maybe for somebody who's never been to an autism conference, an autism summit, um, or any type of, you know, autism health um, conversation, really, or event, I should say, just kind of explain to that person who's never been, who, who you think would get value, what is the Autism Health Summit going to be about and what are you going to to get from it? So the Autism Health Summit is all about addressing um, these kids' underlying conditions to try to get them to a functioning state and also teaching them, um, you know, what different types of therapies are out there. We're going to do a Spellers panel. We're going to show the Spellers movie. Um, we're going to talk to doctors that do talk about the, you know, the causes of, you know, the gut issues and how to address it, how to implement the best diet approach, um, you know, all different forms of, of uh, addressing, you know, what to do for your child. And even um, once your child becomes an adult, um, but it's going to be a great event. It's an, it's an opportunity for parents to socialize and be around other parents, because as you know, sometimes us autism parents, we just feel so alone in the world and like we don't fit in and we see other kids and their, their children thriving and, you know, ours are like dormant and, and it's, it's tough, but to really have that communication, to be able to, to speak with other, other parents, to be able to get information on different supplementation and treatments and all kinds of stuff, um, how to find the right doctors for your child. All these things are super important for parents and children and uh, adults, um, autistic adults as well. I'm really or glad. any neurological disorder. It doesn't have to be autism. I called it Autism Health Summit because you know that is that's my background. But um, really, any neurological disorder. 
I'm really glad you said that about the parents, a chance for parents to get together, socialize, meet each other. You know, a lot of what I've noticed in my almost uh, three years really in this in this journey since, you know, Cal was diagnosed, we meet a lot of people, but we meet them online, right? So we, we're through the screens and everything. Now, I've been lucky to meet you and your family, um, but that's unique. Usually it's it's through these screens. But, you know, I know people through you but it's through the screens and 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 linkedin and 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 iPhones and everything this is a great opportunity to actually sit and have that real you know communication shake a hand look into somebody's eye you know i just i just i'm really glad you made that point of the parenting aspect the socialization aspect getting together and having a real conversation i mean that's i'm very excited for that um for the summit the the website is autismhealth.com and um, all the details are there. It's a it's a beautiful resort it, uh, at San Antonio. You know, it's it's kind of the place where you go and you really don't want to leave. You're almost dreading the last day where you have to go to the airport and go back home. And you can take your kids too because they have like a huge water park there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like insane. It's a beautiful resort. Um, the whole conference will be held in one room. So there's no breakout sessions because I'm very much against breakout sessions because I don't want anybody missing anything. Um, we have a great panel of speakers, some of the best experts out there. Well, I'm really excited. I've told you before, I think this will be uh, the first of many events that that you'll put on. Um, and, and a lot of people don't know, but you know, your background, you're, you're somewhat of an expert in putting on these, these big events and, and cause you've yeah. done this. Um, so, um, it's also kind of nice that not only this is your first event in this space, as far as autism health of you being the, the creator, the director, the producer, if you will, but you understand how this works, keeping people engaged, keeping the audiences um, engaged in the content with the speakers. And you talk about, hey, don't we're not going to do breakouts. We're going to keep people all involved. Nobody's going to miss anything. So I just think the way that you've structured this uh, is really interesting, really valuable. And I think the, I know these parents. Um, and it's funny because on the radio show, we were talking about it and I get emails of, of people going, I didn't even know there was like a like an autism conference or an autism convention or a summit, right. whatever they, they called it. And they're just excited because they can get in a room of people who are going to understand everything that they've either a been through, b are going through, or c may go through in the near future. That is a that is an area a space that a lot of these people need need to be. I know I need to be in spaces like that more often, you know, because it's this is a heavy weight we carry around. Um, and it's not, it's not, um, a victim status, victim card thing. It's just because you really care about your child. You just care so much that it's heavy. So it's just really great that, that you've created this, uh, the autism health summit. The website is autismhealth.com where, where you can get tickets. And, uh, I, I'm just, I'm excited. I I'm, I'm bummed out. It's, I got to wait six months, but I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited that it's, that it's happening. I am too. Um, it's definitely been a dream of mine. I used to run disaster preparedness conferences with my husband for about six years until, you know, big insurance shut us down. And uh, <laughs> we'll see how this one goes. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. I think it's, I think it's going to go great. Um, even, you know, six months out and all the people I see who are talking about it. Um, these are major players. And so I, I know this is going to 
going to be really, really well received and, and really valuable for, for parents. I'm very excited about the parents who have never been to something like this when they walk in and when they leave, really, they're going to go, wow, that was, I needed that. I think a lot of people are going to say I needed that. And so I think that's, that's really great of you. That is Tracy Slepsevic. She is the warrior mom and WarriorMom.org is how you can reach out, follow Tracy on, on all of her socials. Uh, most importantly, get the book, which is now out, Warrior Mom. So you can do that right from warriormom.org. And again, the Autism Health Summit is autismhealth.com for tickets. And I think it would be great if uh, if you're somebody that's going to get value from getting tickets and going to the Autism Health Summit to share that with a neighbor, a coworker who maybe is a, is a parent of autism, somebody at your church, somebody, um, maybe somebody that you haven't talked to in a while, but you know that, that this is what they're going through. It'd be nice to drop that link to them and send an email and just say, hey, I ran across this. I think this might be great for you. So I would, I would really encourage people to do that. And again, that's autismhealth.com. Tracy, you're the best. Thank you for joining us. Um, I was telling people we have Tracy on every single month and, you know, really, I really appreciate you putting the book out. It, it has helped us. And, and I know a lot of people have, have really appreciated it. Thank you so much. That is the warrior mom, Tracy Slepsevic. And again, you can get her book, Warrior Mom, A Mother's Journey in Healing Her Son with Autism at warriormom.org. Well, that is another show. We appreciate you hanging around with us, reaching out to us. We're online 24-7 at dailyautism.com. We'd love to connect with you via all of our social medias for all of our conversations, uh, all of our videos, our podcasts, our giveaways. It's all there at dailyautism.com. Thanks again to our great community partners, including warriormom.org, the original Krabby Bills, Indian Rocks Beach, Florida, Fun Factory Sensory Gym, My Salon Suite in Largo, and Technology North. Appreciate all of your partnerships as we continue to amplify uh, the resources, the products, the services, and the conversations for the parents of autism. And whether it's Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, our newsletter, we'd love to connect with you, dailyautism.com, and whatever platforms you're active on, we're there too at dailyautism.com. 